Kylie Jenner is one of the most famous people in the world. We've had an unprecedented level of access to her childhood and her life. But who is she really? Well, that question is tricky to answer. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Hello. Hi. So here we are, part one of three Ooh. of our three-part series on Kylie Jenner. You guys have been asking for this one for a long time. You have. It's been a while between Kardashian-themed scandals, guys, and Kardashian-themed scandals are some of your favourite ones that we do. The Public Heartbreaks of Khloe Kardashian is up there with our most downloaded scandal series ever. So we, ever. we felt like we needed to bring a Kardashian-Jenner theme back. And I think the timing for us with Kylie is I definitely feel like the Kardashians are kind of pushing Kylie to have her moment again front and centre. I feel like they kind of work in this cyclical way where there's always one member of the family that's garnering the most attention and is taking centre stage. I definitely feel like if it's not Kylie right now as we record, it's very soon about to be. Mm -hmm. And I think she has fascinated us and the tabloid media for so long. She didn't have a choice in becoming famous. She was a package deal along with her other family members (laughs) when it came to creating a show about their lives. And then by the time she turned 20, I feel like she experienced more turbulence, particularly public-facing turbulence than most people will ever experience across their lives. Yeah. I mean, before she turned 20, she had risen to fame. Her parents had gone through a very highly publicised divorce in the public eye. Her father went through gender transition. She was in an underage relationship with a famous older rapper. She had risen to extreme, extreme wealth. She had had a secret pregnancy that she had obviously, she told her loved ones, but not told the public. And then there's just so much more, guys. There is so much to Kylie Jenner's life. Our notes, let me just tell you, we got notes. Oh, my God. And do you know how we had too many notes? <laughs> we I had to cull so many notes. We had to notes. cull so many pages of notes. We've still got it down to what I think is a manageable amount, but who knows? <laughs> I might be kind of falling off this chair by the end of this three-part series. <laughs> Let's rewind now. Let's not wait another second. We are going back to August 1997. All right, Zara. So on August 10, 1997, Kylie Kristen Jenner was born. She was born in Los Angeles, California, to her parents, Chris Jenner, who at the time was a stay-at-home mum and also a manager of Kylie's dad. Her dad is, of course, the Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner. Just a heads up on this as well. We will be referring to Caitlyn with she, her pronouns, even when speaking about events that occurred before her gender affirmation. And also just a note as well, Caitlyn and her daughters have expressed that they refer to her as Kylie and Kendall's father. So we'll use that terminology as well. Yeah. I mean, seeing this, by the way, August 10, 1997, it blows my mind that she is younger than my younger brother. I will oh. always consider my younger brother quite little. And I'm like, how is... <laughs> the littlest man in the world. <laughs> how is Kylie Jenner younger than him? She's lived such a life. Mm. Now, Kylie is the youngest of her siblings, of course, and was the final addition to what was a very modern blended family. Between Chris and Caitlin, there were lots of children. Chris already had Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Robert Jr. to her ex-husband, Robert Kardashian. Caitlin Jenner already had Bert and Cassandra to her first wife, Christy Scott. She had Brandon and Brody to her second wife, Linda Thompson. And together, Chris and Caitlin also had Kendall. So by the time of Kylie's arrival, she had nine siblings. I know we're like, 
not to labour the point, but this is a big fucking family. I think people forget how much history there was to the Kardashian-Jenners before the TV show came about. Yeah, and how many of them we really just don't see anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, a big family was always on the cards for Chris Jenner. She wrote in her 2011 memoir, On August 10, 1997, our second daughter together was born and my sixth child and the realisation of my lifelong dream of having six kids was born. Mm, of course, we now know the Kardashians as one of the most most wealthy and influential families in the world. But the first decade of Kylie Jenner's life wasn't all that bizarre, really. In Chris Jenner's memoir, she writes of a home being filled with chaos and colour. Like, sure, her daughter Kim Kardashian worked with famous people and her husband was a renowned former athlete. But a lot of the Kardashians live very normal lives. For example, Courtney and Khloe Kardashian worked in the family's retail stores. As I said, Chris like spent most of her day taking care of the kids or booking Caitlyn on speaking gigs. There wasn't that much glamour. No. One day, though, the Kardashian-Jenners had some family friends over for dinner. It was Jerry and Dina Katz. Now, Dina had been good friends with Chris and Caitlyn since she cast Caitlyn on the 2003 season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. So Dina was in TV and she knew all kinds of people that worked in TV. And when she saw the Kardashian-Jenners in full swing, she almost knew a Immediately, she was looking at reality TV gold. There's this amazing quote in Kris Jenner's memoir where she said, Dina was sitting in my kitchen of my dream house watching the chaos of our life swell around her. Kim rushed in and announced, I'm spending the night. Courtney came over, changed into her bathing suit and said, can I use your pool? Our two little girls, Kendall and Kylie, were running around the house, all while I tried to make us dinner with a phone ring off the wall. We were laughing and talking and I was booking speeches for Caitlin even while all this was going on. Someone called for Kylie and I pushed the intercom button and said, Kylie, line one. (laughs) She went on, then I went back to cooking dinner. Afterward, Dina stared at me in bewilderment. Did you just intercom your 10-year-old, she asked me? Yeah, I said nonchalantly. There was nothing unusual about that to me. This was my life. You are hysterical, said Dina. This is the craziest house I've ever been in. You really need a reality show. And she followed through on that. Dina very, very quickly put Chris Jenner in contact with none other than Ryan Seacrest, who is working on new reality formats for the network E. Funnily enough, Chris Jenner didn't think to run this idea past the family before she pitched a reality show based on their lives to E and had that pitch accepted. According to her memoir, she broke the news to everyone that they were going to be in a reality show just over a dinner, like at their dining table said, by the way, this is happening and got very mixed responses. Courtney was apparently very reluctant to the idea, a really kind of confused Caitlin, and then you had Kim and Chloe who were apparently over the moon. Kylie and Kendall aren't even mentioned in this section. I'm not even sure they were told. So in August, the month that Kylie turned 10, the news was announced to the world that a reality show based on their lives was on the way. It's interesting because I know having read so much about the early years of the Kardashians or the early days of the Kardashians that they had to film a pilot. So I imagine in some way they knew they were trying Mm. out for something, that Mm. they knew that there was interest. But I also wouldn't put it past Chris to sort of like sign the dotted (laughs) line without them. Anyway, on October 14 of 2007, Keeping Up With The Kardashians premiered The introduction of the show is very famous, as we all know. It sees the family members jostling for position before getting assembled. Kylie was in a glittery top and poses back to back with her big sister Kendall, positioning their hands to make (laughs) little finger guns. 
So chic. <laughs> Once all together, though, a tiny Kylie pulls on a rope and reveals the family's home behind them. Almost instantly, Keeping Up with the Kardashians was a hit. Reports from The Hollywood Reporter at the time placed it in the number one rating spot in its time slot for women aged between 18 and 34, so the key demo they were after. A month into season one's run, Eve renewed the show for a second season simply because people just really loved it. I mean, it's always two-pronged, right? People loved the show, but I think actually mostly they hated the show. It's hard to put ourselves there now. But in 2007, the Kardashians were derided. Like, people really had a distaste for this family. But they were watching it anyway. There was a particularly high amount of criticism for a scene in season one, by the way, where Kylie danced on a stripper pole and was praised for being a quote-unquote future pussycat doll like people thought that was highly inappropriate to put Kylie in that position on national TV but anyway the ratings were high and that meant that they were on their way to becoming a dynasty yeah absolutely for the record Caitlyn Jenner actually credits keeping up with the Kardashian with causing the demise of her marriage to Chris here's how she wrote about it in her memoir the secrets of my life Living with the Kardashian women and Kendall and Kylie is incredibly rewarding, don't get me wrong. They're dazzling and in several years' time, keeping up with the Kardashians will draw millions of viewers worldwide. I come across in the reality show as a well-meaning but slightly doddering patriarch who has no life of his own and is subsumed by the women who surround him and only does what his wife tells him. In other words, a totally true depiction. Wow. Once again, obviously I know we use different pronouns there, but that was Caitlyn's own words. Yeah, Caitlyn wrote this memoir once she'd transitioned and that's how she refers to herself so we're just sticking true to that she went on the more successful Kardashian Inc which includes Kendall and Kylie the more obvious it is that Chris wants me out of the house as much as possible probably because I really do nothing when I am around and it drives her crazy I can see this happening I can see Chris kind of hitting her stride and realizing this is what she wants to do forever and finding real empowerment in it and yes. finding she's really good at it and looking to her partner and being like, what are you doing? Caitlin got left behind. Like a bit ick. Yeah, a bit ick you're being like, like I'm imagine. doing this whole big thing and you're not really you're kind driving of flailing. with it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can imagine. Now, before we get to the gradual breakdown of Kylie's parents' marriage, let's talk about how Kylie's life changed on the back of keeping up with the Kardashian success. She was still attending middle school, but as the show grew in popularity and her workload became more demanding, Chris decided to homeschool both Kylie and Kendall and until they both graduated. Yeah, it's an interesting experience. I watched some of the first season of The Kardashians back as prep for this series. Kylie's tiny. She's so, so little. And also it's just such a different show to what we see today. The quality of it is shocking. It really does seem like just a home video with the odd piece to camera or talking head interview thrown in. Kylie's key storylines in the very early days concern themselves with homework, or pocket money. Like, she's so little. Tiny. But in the intervening seasons, as Kendall and Kylie grew up, the content became, like, increasingly, I guess, more invasive. For example, one episode of Keeping Up With Kardashians is literally titled Kendall on Birth Control and follows Kendall being put on the pill 
and Caitlin's anger upon learning this. Mm. I mean, they learned very early that their lives were playing out publicly, which meant all parts of their lives. Kendall and Kylie went through the most awkward years of their lives in front of the world. They were filmed in all kinds of scenarios, from Kendall doing her driver's license test in front of production and then bawling her eyes out. Sorry, because she failed. I don't <laughs> this know is a, no, I, I know it's funny. No, I shouldn't have laughed. I rewatched this as part of research. It is genuinely so uncomfortable watching a teenager go through that. I have never been more anxious in my life than I was before For my, my drive, driver's license Especially, test. I only laugh because I am the third <laughs> child in my family and my older brother and my older sister are quite good at things but both failed their driver's <laughs> license first go. So I was like, am I going to be the first one in the McDonald family to do this? Like, it's stressful. The anxiety I felt that day was huge. It's kind of why I'm laughing because I'm remembering it all. <laughs> now, there was another storyline where Kylie was chastised for covering up her pimples with too much makeup and the teenage sisters worried that their mum and dad were headed for divorce. Just like everything was on the table. Yeah. Everything to do with the girls growing up, everything to do with puberty was seen as content. Take this summation of episode eight in season five as another example. Caitlin has a hard time accepting that 12-year-old Kylie has male friends and there's tension when she breaks the rule about inviting a boy up to her room. Like, I feel embarrassed for Kylie now and I feel kind of sad for her that moments like this, even if they were concocted, they were done at her expense. Yeah, you can't consent that young to these stories about you no. at that age. Like, even if you're part of the discussion. What is 12? 12. You're 12. Yeah. Now, naturally, of course, this is all part of a trade for their most personal private moments being turned into content for global consumption. Kylie and Kendall would make bank and bank they did. From what we can tell, one of the very first brand collabs that they ever did was with the nail polish company OPI in 2011. <laughs> when Kylie was just 13 years old. Now, it was an all-Kardashian family collaboration, which is what they used to do a lot in the early days when they were kind of best known as a whole. Mm. And both Kylie and her sister Kendall had nail polish shades named after them. I love these names. <laughs> all Kendalled up, Rainbow in the Skyly. Rainbow in the Skyly. Yeah. <laughs> And wear something sparkly, sparkly. <laughs> According to leaked legal documents, Kendall and Kylie were paid $100,000, that's USD, to lend their names to the nail polish shades. Because they were so young, their contract was signed by their mum, Chris. Now, in the early days, as we said, the Kardashian-Jenners were seen as a package deal, but then as another branch off of that, Kendall and Kylie were packaged together when it came to brand collabs and merchandising. In 2012, Kendall and Kylie teamed up to release a range of clothing for the American department store, PacSun. Yeah, adding to this, one of the other early revenue streams for Kylie was Twitter. According to reports around this time, her Twitter account was actually a pretty valuable resource. Now, reports claimed that she, or realistically Chris, was able to charge up to $3,000 USD for a sponsored tweet. I'm sure that fee ballooned as well very quickly. Yeah. Sponsored tweets. I forgot Sponsored this tweets. was a thing. Yeah. All of this is to say that by June 2013, it was very likely that 15-year-old Kylie Jenner was already a millionaire. Yeah. Let's fast forward slightly to 2014. 2014 was a colossal year for Kylie. She was 16 years old at the start of 2014, so turned 17 in August. And at this point in her career, she was arguably already establishing herself as the most influential member of her already extremely influential family. It happened quite quickly, right? We had so the focus on Kim Kardashian for so long and slowly 
Kylie's brand started to eclipse so many of that of her family members. Just take this report from Bloomberg Businessweek published in 2014. An analysis of 20 million monthly unique users shows that Kylie has been gradually trending up compared with her sisters in the past two years. Mm. Now, nobody can truly know why Kylie Jenner was the most influential or indeed what made her the most intriguing to the public, but some opinions posited at the time were that she felt kind of like an edgier cooler version of her hyper-commercialized sisters. Mm. I mean, Kendall was on her way to becoming a legitimate model, so was kind of not kind of pushing the personality thing. If anything, supermodels need to be a bit more anon in that sense. And Kim was married to Kanye West, but Kylie was kind of dyeing her hair silver or blue. She was constantly changing her appearance. She was giving her followers something new every month. And I also think people were just interested in who she was going to become given she was so young. Yeah, it was kind of like she looked at her sisters and they were semi-homogenous and that they all looked very similar. And she went, I'm going to do something different and be the one that stands out. Around this time when she was becoming super popular with the public, she was dealing with the demise of her parents' 23-year-long marriage. Chris and Caitlin had separated in the middle of 2013, but the details of their split were being ironed out across 2014 before it was formally announced in September, so a month after Kylie turned 17, that her mum filed divorce papers. So there was a bit going on at home. And then you've got to bring in Zara, the layer of Kylie's physical appearance and the plastic surgery rumours. Yeah, well, 2014 was certainly the year that speculation about her physical appearance really kicked off. I mean, the people and the media were asking, had 16-year-old Kylie Jenner had cosmetic surgery? In March of 2014, it was actually the Australian edition of OK Magazine that ran an investigation into the changes of Kylie's appearance over the years. Now, in particular, the magazine suggested she'd undergone a nose job, lip filler and Botox. And all underage. Yeah, as per the Daily Mail, OK Magazine stated it had two American-based plastic surgeons compare old and new photos of Kylie. Dr. Robert Guida claimed it looked like Kylie's nose had been narrowed. Meanwhile, Dr. Bruno alleged that Kylie looks as though she's had fillers in her lips and suggested her arch eyebrows could be a sign of Botox. Surely a 16-year-old is not getting Botox. Like, I know this is all kind of crazy to consider that someone underage would be getting this stuff or would have their parents sign off on this but yeah the Botox thing really stood out to me in response to this a representative for Kylie told the Daily Mail that's so ridiculous and not true Kylie herself spoke out about these rumors in April via Twitter because after this report things just ramped up everyone was asking the question it wasn't like it got put to bed by that rep's response Kylie wrote on Twitter, these plastic surgery rumours hurt my feelings and, to be honest, are kind of insulting. Just in case anyone forgot, I'm 16. Yeah, Kylie also responded to some of her friends on Twitter after they posted to support her. I mean, we had Kylie's longtime best friend Jordan Woods writing at the time, puberty is a beautiful thing, with Kylie responding saying, I love you. Hayley Bieber, then Baldwin, also posted saying, they just don't want to believe people can be naturally beautiful. As the year went on, curiosity about what she changed about her face only grew. By October, the likes of the LA Times were writing reports about her lips. For what it's worth, Kylie kept trying to bat the attention away. She tweeted, how long are we going to talk about this lip thing, LMAO? Let's get our lives together, guys, and talk about some important shit. Just talk about something new at least. I'm bored. I can't believe the LA Times was writing about this. It's such a complicated one because obviously one argument, a really obvious argument, is that we shouldn't be talking about this at all. We're talking about a teenager, a Mm. child. 
But another argument is, well, should we be talking about it? Because it is a teenager and a child. Yeah. I kind of fall into the latter camp. Although it's at the expense of Kylie, I kind of feel like the family has thrust her into this position. They can't then pick and choose what happens or what gets thrown at her when she's in that position. This is why people advocate for children and teenagers not being used for content. I agree. Because this is what you sign up for. Kylie didn't sign up for it, but Kris Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner certainly did. I think it's kind of fair game for the media to ask, hey, is an underage child undergoing surgery to look a certain way? Yeah, I agree with you. I do. Mm. But it's like the whole thing is not comfortable. No. It's not comfortable, but also... I think, as you say, having a kid this young in the limelight, in limelight this strong, is not comfortable anyway. And of course, this was just the beginning of like years long speculation around Kylie Jenner's cosmetic surgery or potential cosmetic surgery, which we'll get to a bit later. Mish, we have so much more to cover, including her first big relationship in the public eye, Tiger. But first, a word from today's sponsor. All right, Zara. So to talk about Kylie Jenner and Tiger, we have to fiddle with the timeline ever so slightly because these two met a few years before, right? So in November 2011, when Kylie was just 14 years old, she attended Kendall's Sweet 16 birthday party. Of course, this was also used as content for the show. At Kendall's Sweet 16th, Kylie met the rapper Tiger for the first time. So... To reiterate, Kylie was 14 years old and Tiger was 21. Yeah, so who is Tiger and who was he at this point? Well, of course, he's a rapper. This was still very early on in his music career. He'd already released a series of demo tapes that had caught the attention of rap legend Lil Wayne and his recording label, Young Money Entertainment. At this point in our timeline, Tiger was a rising star with a bit of buzz in the Mm. rap world. He'd also just started dating Black China, who had recently become prominent after starring as Nicki Minaj's stunt double for the music video for Kanye West's Monster. Now, shortly after this, Black China, who was then 23, was name-dropped in the Drake song Miss Me, which propelled her even further into the spotlight. And in January 2012, She starred in the music video for Tiger's biggest song to date, Rack City. Shortly after Black China and Tiger started dating in late 2011, she actually became pregnant with his son, who she gave birth to in October 2012, and they named their son King. Yeah, all was well with Tiger, China and King until 2014, when rumours started circulating about the nature of Tiger's relationship with the then 16-year-old Kylie Jenner. Just a note here as well, we are going to refer to Kylie and Tiger's relationship as that, as a relationship or them as a couple, because that's how Kylie herself has referred to it. But to be clear, Kylie was underage when they first started dating and Tiger was an adult. So there's no real world or explanation where this could be considered a consensual romantic relationship, particularly given the fact that in the state of California, the legal age of consent is 18. Yeah, exactly. Now, since they met in late 2011, Kylie and Tiger seem to have kept in touch. In July 2014, she posted a photo of herself and Kendall hanging out with Tiger and Chris Brown. 
In August 2014, Kylie turned 17 and Tiger actually threw her a birthday party. Now, he was nearly 25 at this time. And for what it's worth, yes, the world was also operating on the belief that Tiger and Black China were together at this time. So say you're Black China, you have a son with somebody and that somebody is throwing a birthday party for a 17-year-old girl that he's getting close to. Yes. It's enough to, like... It's not... It's not what you'd want. No. Yeah, a source told Us Weekly that the party was, and I quote, extravagant. Tiger had two custom cakes made for her and he asked Justin Bieber to sing her happy birthday. He also had hats made with her photo on them. It's just wild. After this party, Kylie posted a photo of herself wearing one of these personalised hats to Instagram. She posted it with the caption, thank you everyone, and T for the cake and JB for singing happy birthday to me. I love you guys. Now, if tongues weren't wagging about this before the party, they were certainly wagging after it. For one, TMZ ran a story almost immediately after Kylie's 17th birthday with the headline, Kylie Jenner, Tiger takes a shot at her for her 17th birthday. The article read, rapper Tiger jumped the gun by four years Saturday night, offering Kylie Jenner a shot of tequila for her 17th birthday. You clearly hear Tiger offering booze to the teen. For what it's worth, you don't see Kylie drinking, but come on. Yeah, and then, you know, probably the most damning thing came two days after that previous TMZ story, where the tabloid ran another story, this time with the headline, Tiger and Black China Broken Up. The story read in part, Sources close to the former pair tell TMZ Tiger's the one who called it quits. It's unclear why he threw in the towel. We're told Black China isn't acknowledging the breakup. She's in denial. And some of her stuff is still at the house. We're told Tiger hosted two pool parties at their home in the last few weeks, including one for Kylie Jenner's birthday, but she wasn't invited to our Oh my god, he threw the party at their home. Nice. I just... (laughs) So good. So even worse, on October 20, 2014, TMZ followed all of this up with yet another headline that read, Kylie Jenner and Tiger legally cleared to voulez-vous cocher in France. I apologise for my (laughs) potential butchering of that pronunciation. Voulez-vous cocher? Voulez-vous cocher? Yeah, it's like the Lady Marmalade (laughs) song, is it not? I don't know. The story read, Tiger and Kylie were spotted together at England's Gatwick Airport on Friday, then travelled on to Bordeaux, France and Geneva, Switzerland, before landing in Athens, Greece, where Tiger had a gig Sunday night. Seems odd that Kylie would go on tour with Tiger if they're just friends, but then we noticed the age of consent for sex in those countries. England, 16, France, 15, Switzerland, 16, Greece, 15. The consent age is 18 under federal and California law. Of course, there's still no evidence they're banging, and Tiger's been adamant they're not, but you've got to wonder if they read up on international laws before departing, just in case. Such a yuck paragraph. Mm-hmm. Such a yuck reality as it's well, just- if this is the truth of what was being considered. I totally agree. Now, Chris Jenner was not having these rumours flying around, even though people were really talking about this. In an interview with Ryan Seacrest on October 21, 2014, she said, Kylie isn't dating anybody. Tiger is part of this whole little group of kids who have been around forever. And I call them kids because, relatively speaking, they kind of all travel as a pack and they enjoy each other's companies. Mm. Shortly after these comments, Kylie and Tiger attended Adam Lambert's 2014 Halloween party together, blast from the past, where they dressed (laughs) up in a matching costume of Chucky and Bride of Chucky. Yeah, so in an interview also around this time, Tiger doubled down and denied the relationship rumours again. He told Vibe magazine this, Kylie, nah. See, the thing about Kylie, I've known Kylie and the whole family for four years. 
I introduced China to Kim about a year ago. I hang out with Kylie, her sister Kendall. I hang out with Scott Disick sometimes. I hang out with Chloe sometimes. But people want to take the situation with Kylie to the next level. Yeah, the rumours persisted into 2015 when in February, Kim Kardashian's partner at the time, Kanye West, said during a radio interview that Tiger got in early with Kylie in February. That same month, Khloe Kardashian actually got into a Twitter feud about Kylie and Tiger with rapper and TV personality Amber Rose who also happens to be Kanye's ex-girlfriend. She, for what it's worth, is also friends with Black China, so it was pretty clear where she kind of, where are her allegiance lay here. Mm. Now, there is a bit of a story here or a bit of history behind Amber's relationship with the Kardashians as a whole, but we're going to kind of focus on this particular spat because it relates directly to Kylie, but you should know there's history there. Yeah. Amber was interviewed by the radio station Power 105.1, during which she didn't hold back, Mish, about her thoughts on the relationship between Kylie and Tiger. Yeah, this sentiment was very popular at the time. She said, Kylie's a baby. She needs to go to bed at 7 o'clock and relax. It's ridiculous. Tiger should be ashamed of himself. That's how I feel for sure. He has a beautiful woman and a baby that he left for a 16-year-old who just turned 17. Yeah, Khloe Kardashian was not happy with these comments. She took to Twitter and shared a tweet that included a different quote from Amber Rose where she told an interviewer that she was a stripper at 15 years old. Chloe added, please don't worry about my sister who has a career and her shit together at only 17. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Please stop talking about us in interviews, mama. None of us talk about you. Mm. Now, when a follower told Chloe that Amber Rose had been stripping to provide for her family, Chloe added, not mad she was a stripper, but don't say my sister should be in bed by seven. It's all just super messy. It's murky and messy. I mean, the only thing Amber tweeted back to this was hashtag don't panic, a reference to a song by Chloe's on-again, off-again boyfriend, French Montana. This is such a like time capsule as to how right? the Kardashians used to they were messy. behave on socials. Fast forwarding to April, Tiger appeared to get a tattoo of Kylie's name on his inner right elbow. He also shared a photo of this tat to Instagram before quickly deleting it. It seems that from here onwards, Tiger and Kylie being together was an open secret. They weren't papped kissing or holding hands, but they were seen together constantly. It is really confronting looking back on this in 2024 because... This kind of just happened and the family found a way to position it to us in a way that disarmed the media. Like you've got Chris saying, well, it's not happening, it's not happening. You've got Tiger saying it's not happening. But then all of their actions indicate the absolute opposite. It leaves journalists or like opinion writers in a weird spot because it's like, what do we do with any of this? Totally. In March 2015, though, Tiger all but confirmed his relationship with Kylie, though, when he posted a photo of her to his Instagram with the caption, certain things catch your eye, but only few capture the heart. Mm. In July that same year, Chloe went into bat for Kylie and Tiger again. In an interview with Complex, she said, Kylie is not a normal 17-year-old. You're going to say, hey, so what are you doing this weekend? And have her say, having a slumber party at my girlfriend's or going to prom? That's not what Kylie does. Kylie is taking business meetings and bought her first house. Or she's going on a private plane with Karl Lagerfeld to take a meeting. That's not even what people do in their 30s. It is a rare circumstance, so let's treat this as a special case. Give me your thoughts on that. I think it's deluded. I think it's, I think manipulative. Well, you created her like this. Yeah. You, You thrust her into the limelight. Gave her no option but to live a life like this. And I think to justify all of this to yourself, you're saying that she has 
a higher maturity level than the average person. That's not why she's in the position that she's in. No, it's bizarre. All of this brings us to Kylie's 18th birthday in August 2015. She kicked off celebrations with an intimate dinner party in LA with her sisters and close friends and family, including, of course, Tiger. And what exactly was Tiger's 18th birthday present for Kylie Jenner, Zara McDonald? It was a $320,000 Ferrari, of course. Of course, course. Uh, course it was. I should note as well, there was a little bit of conjecture at the time about whether this car was leased or bought. (laughs) Can you imagine? But we'll leave that as a by the by. Mish, pretty much as soon as Kylie turned 18, though, she and Tiger were an official, official couple. They were. Out and about. Two days after the dinner party in LA, they were pictured in Punta Mita, Mexico, holding hands. So there you have it. Soon after this, Kylie addressed her relationship with Tiger on Keeping Up. She said in an episode that she was bringing Tiger along for a family holiday and explained it as, this is the first time I'm bringing a guy on a family trip, so I'm a little nervous about how it's going to go. I am so excited to see Tiger. I love having tea around. I feel like he just keeps me sane and he always wants to do everything that I want to do and we love going on adventures. That's a 17-year-old quote for mine, or 18 now. Now, we're going to leave Kylie and Tiger there for a moment so we can cover another pretty big moment in Kylie's story, which is the Kylie Jenner lip challenge and everything to do with Kylie Jenner's lips, including the business she built off them. Now, we're going to start first with the viral social media challenge, the Kylie Jenner lip challenge, (laughs) which kind of fed into the rumours about her rumoured cosmetic surgery. Her, as we know, and as we mentioned earlier, her lips were a major talking point when it came to cosmetic surgery. And her lips became a massive style trend at this point. For example, Sephora Australia's national training manager, Angelique Hogan, spoke about her lips to the City Morning Herald at the time, saying, I can safely say our number one customer request in Sephora stores is for Kylie Jenner's lip colour. Do you remember this point in time? Totally. I think we actually wrote about it when we were working at Mamma Mia. I think this is one of the first things I wrote for the website, or like amongst the first. Basically, to participate in this challenge, You had to find a shot glass, place your lips inside of it and suck with the hope of achieving fuller lips. What did happen was this like became a big trend. Everyone was doing it on socials. Then some people got injuries or got bruising and then came the think pieces about like awful body image concerns for young women. And I think it all got so big that Kylie Jenner herself and the family decided they needed to formally address the lip filler chat. Well, it became mammoth. On Keeping Up With The Kardashians, Kylie finally told the camera, I have temporary lip fillers. It's just an insecurity of mine and it's what I wanted to do. I'm not ready to talk about it to reporters. I'm just not ready to talk to reporters about my lips yet because everyone always picks us apart. In a later clip in the same episode, Khloe Kardashian told the camera, Kylie decided to plump her lips and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if you've done something though, it's right to cop up to it. Mm. I mean, regardless, Kylie and her family did notice the insane interest in her lips. And when they saw that demand, they decided to meet it. So just after Kylie Jenner turned 18, she posted a teaser photo of a series of lipstick shades to her Instagram, where she had 43 million followers. She then continued to tease these lipsticks over the following months before finally sharing the name Kylie Lip Kit and packaging in like really cryptic posts again. 
People knew something was coming and they were highly invested. Yeah, on November 29, 2015, Kylie finally announced the first line of lip kit products. Three different nude shades and each shade was sold separately with a matte lipstick and a matching lip liner. Mm. Now, when the lip kits did become available, they completely sold out within minutes. In fact, Teen Vogue reported at the time they sold out within one minute. Yeah, this was like the demand was so high, it reached such a fever pitch that you could buy secondhand Kylie lip kit products on ebay for hundreds of dollars second hand second as well hopefully, hopefully unopened yeah. yeah so how did kylie get her lip kits off the ground an article in forbes explained that she put up 250k of her own money to work with what she called an outside company to produce 15,000 lip kits after the immediate success of its first run, Chris Jenner stepped in to take things to the next level. By Feb 2016, the lip kits were relaunched, but this time Kylie had rebranded the business from Lip Kits by Kylie to Kylie Cosmetics. With this relaunch, the shop was now restocked with 500,000 lip kits in six different shades. Kylie Jenner was on her way to becoming a billionaire. Or, or was she? <laughs> We'll get to that in the next episode. Now, we need to note here that at this point in the timeline, there was a major event in the lives of all the Kardashian Jenners. It was Caitlyn Jenner's gender affirmation. Now, as we mentioned at the top of this episode, Caitlyn's written a book about her transition called The Secrets of My Life. And in it, she explores how it sort of intersected with the lives of her various children. For many years while Kylie was growing up, Caitlyn concealed her true gender identity from the world and indeed the family, Mish. Yeah, this is actually a fascinating read. I do recommend it to anyone who's curious. Here's one passage we read that we found particularly interesting. In the past, I secretly bought how-to books since there was no one to help me. I keep the books along with my meager collection of clothing in a small closet with a lock and key in the back of my own closet. Chris and I have negotiated this since she is terrified, as I am, of the kids finding something. It almost happened once with Kendall and Kylie. One suspected the other of stealing clothing. I don't remember who was the detective or who was the alleged perpetrator. I do remember that one of them secretly activated the security camera on their computer. Yeah, Caitlin went on. With everyone out of the house, I dressed up. I went into Kylie's room to check myself out because it had a full-length mirror. I thought nothing of it until later that night when I heard them running to their mother yelling, oh my God, what's on the computer screen? They were mercifully too young to understand. It sounds funny now. It is funny, but not then. The embarrassment I felt was profound. I didn't want any of the kids to know. I didn't want to confuse them or scar them or hurt them. How could they possibly come to grips with this when not even I could? The episode was symptomatic of the tissue of lies I had built, never at peace with myself, total confusion. Mm. By December 2013, Caitlin wrote she had made the decision to start presenting as female in public. She wrote in her memoir that she had booked a consultation for a procedure called a tracheal shave, which essentially just means reducing the appearance of an Adam's apple. To conceal that this appointment was for Caitlin, she booked it under her assistant's name, who also came with her to the appointment to keep up the ruse. It was only once they were inside the doctor's office that they revealed that this tracheal shave was actually for Caitlin, not her assistant. Yeah, the next 24 hours, though, were some of the most stressful of her life because the world was about to learn of her intention to transition before she'd had a chance to tell Kendall and Kylie or any of her children for that matter. Here's how it's explained in her memoir. 
I'm in my car when the phone rings. It's Harvey Levin of TMZ, the notorious gossip channel and website that, in my mind, revels in destroying others. The call surprises me. Actually, it sickens me since there is no one you'd rather hear from less if you're in the public eye. I pull off to the side of the road. Harvey says, we heard you went in to have a consultation for a tracheal shave. I have been told that it's the beginning steps of a transition. It's a huge story. How does he know all the details? The meeting with the doctor was totally private. I am flustered, my back is to the wall. I just never liked my trachea, I reply. Harvey, don't do this to me. He keeps talking, but he doesn't respond to the plea. I tell him, Harvey, I haven't spoken to all my children yet about this. He just keeps talking. I tell him, by printing this stuff, you destroy lives. Something so powerful about that passage. Yeah, look, I know Caitlyn Jenner is quite a controversial figure these yeah. days, but it is absolutely impossible to not read this and just have your heart, like, mm. really hurt for anyone that has to go through this. Yeah, for sure. Caitlyn wrote in her memoir that she actually felt suicidal once she returned home and really grappled with those feelings and tried to make her mind up with what she was going to do. So much of her panic and fear boiled down to the fact that she hadn't had a chance to speak to her children, in particular Kylie or Kendall yet. Of this, she wrote, I cannot handle this. I cannot deal with this anymore. I've already been labelled a freak in the tabloids. It will only get worse, more paparazzi than ever, pursuing and trying to make a buck off of me and my children. First and foremost, my children. I am still in the process of talking to each of them individually to explain the gender issues I've had all my life. And now they're going to see some story that humiliates them and humiliates me. Eventually, paparazzi photos of Caitlin made it into the media and her gender identity was treated as a huge news story across the world. She set about speaking to her 10 children individually, saving conversations with Kendall and Kylie for last. She explained, Kendall and Kylie are 19 and 17, which also makes telling them the most difficult of all. I am not sure if they will understand it. Kids at this age are still tender and prone to embarrassment. They too are supportive, but the question posed by Kendall reverberates. So, do we still call you dad? I reply, yes, I will be your dad always. They have called me that ever since. Mm, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, the sense of Caitlin's shame and secrecy is overpowering and reading it, you just get this huge sense of relief when she tells her children and they all accept her with open arms. I mean, to different degrees, yes. I will say that it wasn't the same with everyone, but she did really feel accepted by Kendall and Kylie. And you can see in the pages just how much that means to her. I think as well, I feel so much compassion and care for Kendall and Kylie in this situation as teenagers. Like, this must have been such an incredibly overwhelming time for them on so many different fronts. Like, you have your parents splitting and then quite soon after, your father transitioning, like, in the public eye. That is such a big adjustment at any age for anyone's life, let alone to go through all of that with the weight of public opinion and paparazzi stalking you. Like... This would have just been stress upon stress upon stress. Well, just trying to got you and not let Caitlin kind of mm. do any of this on her own terms. I think it too, even as a child, to watch your parent go through that as well mm. would be so stressful. So, so stressful. Now, as with all things Kardashian-Jenner, many of these formative moments were captured by a television crew 
speaking of public eye, I mean, at the end of the day, they also did put themselves in it (laughs) and turned into a two-part episode special for season 10. Yeah. In those episodes, a then 17-year-old Kylie says, I do have concerns about my dad wanting to tell the world about people attacking her and stuff, but I want her to tell everybody too, because people just wonder. It's the same thing with me. Now that I've been told the truth, I can move on and get past it. Caitlin did a really groundbreaking interview with Diane Sawyer as well that was watched by millions upon millions of people around the world. She sat down to watch that interview in between Kendall and Kylie on their couch at home. Yeah, Caitlin has said that she is very close to Kylie in particular. In fact, her relationship with Kylie is so strong that Kendall has said in the past she's felt left out. In an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she has said, I get my dad missing hanging out with Kylie, but I do make an effort to meet up and hang out with her. She is just obsessing over Kylie and ruining the time we are spending together. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like Kendall and Caitlin really bonded over sport when she was little. And then when Caitlin transitioned and became incredibly like open about her love of makeup and beauty, that was the thing that Kylie was more into. Yeah. So you can see how it happened. Speaking about Caitlyn's gender affirmation in 2015 on The Ellen Show, Kylie Jenner said, there's not a huge secret in the family anymore. I feel like there was always this big secret and I've honestly known about it for a really long time. We actually caught our dad dressing up as a girl when my sister and I were like six and seven maybe. So we've known for a while there was something, but it was something we never talked about. I think that other girls and boys my age will maybe see that I'm so accepting and be accepting of other people too. Yeah, in an interview that touched on Caitlin's transition years later, Kylie also said, my dad has always been an inspiration to me from winning gold medal at the Olympics to getting her pilot's license. However, watching her live out her true self has been the most inspiring of all all. At this point, we need to get back to Tiger, though, because in November 2015, people ran a report claiming that multiple sources had confirmed that Kylie and Tiger had broken up just three months after going public with their relationship. Yeah, TMZ's report read as follows. One source says it's something Tiger did, but the source would not be specific. Sources connected with Tiger say Kylie's the one who pulled the plug and it had something to do with pressure from the Kardashians. Kendall was out Thursday night at dinner and we're told she was upset and had high words about Tiger. It's kind of confusing because the next day after the TMZ report went out, people ran a story with the headline, Kylie Jenner and Tiger make up after breakup, but things are definitely (laughs) shaky. That piece read, that was fast. Just a day after news of their split broke, Kylie and Tiger held hands in a Snapchat asking fans to chill and hit up the American Music Awards looking as in love as ever. They're very much back on, a source tells people. Mm. Who went to TMZ to tell them they'd broken up. One maybe of them Kendall, did. Maybe Kendall, if she was so upset with Tiger and didn't want her little sister to get back with him. I could imagine the messiest part of myself maybe doing that. Someone did it. Someone went to TMZ and then Kylie and Tiger went straight back to people. Yeah. How interesting. Guys, we are going to leave it there. We're going to leave Tiger there for now. I mean, Bye, we're gonna, Tiger. We're going to mention him very briefly in the oh, next hi, episode. Tiger. But not much because after that, we've got to talk about Travis Scott a secret oh pregnancy, my God. the Jordan Woods drama. Becoming the world's youngest self-made billionaire, kind self, of. <laughs> self-made, in inverted commas, billionaire, in, in inverted commas. <laughs> a big thank you, as always, to our pop culture journalist, Eilish Gilligan, for doing the research on this one. It's been a mammoth effort. We've yeah. still got two more episodes to go. If you want to listen to them right now, you know you can. Subscribe to Shay Moore on Spotify or Apple. Get them in your feed. Get them in your ears. Woohoo! Bye, guys. See ya. Shameless Media.
This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.